Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the Let's Level Up podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Perez. Uh, on this episode, we're going to get very spoiler-heavy into the current season of Game of Thrones, also Avengers Endgame, uh, because I love that kind of stuff. Uh, so if you haven't seen either one of those, you probably don't want to listen to this episode of this podcast. If you have seen those shows, or you don't care about spoilers, please continue on. Before we get into it, thank you so much for taking the time to rate and review the show on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. If you haven't yet, pop over to our website, www.letslevelup.net. Uh, you know you're old when you say www before you give somebody a URL. Yikes. Ugh. Staring down the barrel of my pending mortality, folks. That's what that was right there. That was a existential crisis in about a half second. Um, <laughs> head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash let's level up. Uh, again, all that information and our YouTube is accessible via our official website. So head over, let us know what you want to see. Let us know what you want to talk about. Connect to me on Instagram, on Twitter at let's level up. Uh, we're on Facebook as well for any of you Facebookers. Hit us up at Let's Level Up, D-O-T-N-E-T there. Uh, let us know what you want to talk about, what you want to see on the channel, either via our YouTube channel or uh, here on the podcast. Before we get in to the Spoiler City, we take that sweet ride to Spoiler City, I want to talk about a, a new segment on the show. It's not really new. I've always done this. But a brand new segment called... What's hot? No, that's not what it's called at all. <laughs> Here's a segment I want to talk about. New games coming out uh, that I think may be really good. Um, and we're going to do a little uh, little tabletop card game here. Uh, designed by Ryan Miller. Any friend of mine knows I'm a Naruto freak, but Ryan Miller has designed a Naruto Baruto card game. Uh, I don't know much about Burrito. I haven't seen any of that show. I'm still uh, working my way through Shippuden for like the last year. Uh, but man, I love that universe. I think it's so cool. And I think those characters are amazing. So um, it actually kind of bummed me out that after I finished Naruto, the, 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 the normal season, you know, the kid years, I um, didn't have a lot of options for Naruto tabletop games, which really just kind of blew my mind uh, because I know it's one of the biggest animes maybe ever I know it's, uh, they call it like the big three at least from from Bandai Namco uh, so Bandai has actually teamed up with Ryan Miller uh, who is a seasoned uh, designer you may know him from uh, his his work on uh, Betrayal Legacy um, uh, I think he's done some stuff for UFS as well um, but he's actually you know Great designer, uh, well, well thought out. He's been doing this for over 20 years, I think, and um, has this, has developed this this combat system in card games called the Chrono Clash system, and it's actually a really awesome take on resource management in a game. Uh, one of the things that really drives me nuts about Magic the Gathering, and I don't want to make this anti-Magic because, for the record, Magic the Gathering is probably one of the single greatest games ever created. Let me just put that out there. Uh, I know, treading into some deep water there, uh, saying that one of the most popular games of all time is one of the greatest games ever created, um, created even. But it really is. I mean, it, it is just fantastic. But one of the things you always hear 
from people when you play card games. You get those sore loops, just like oh, I didn't, I got too much land. I didn't get enough land, you know. Which which really is why I loved Mage War so much uh, when I first started playing it, and it's why I love games like Keyforge, where there's not a real, um, there's not a really cost to play my cards. The Chrono Clash system that Ryan Miller has developed is a uh, is is not a nod to that because it's unique all on its own, but it's basically a track of of um, twenty values, uh, I guess twenty one values because zero is shared. Uh, your side has up to ten, your opponent's side has up to ten, so it goes from ten to zero, and then up to ten again, right in a single line. Uh, as you spend cards. You basically pay the cost of card and move a stone or a counter or whatever you want to be towards your opponent's side. So let's say you had seven points right now. That means you have seven um, resources to play cards onto your side of the battlefield. Uh, if I play a card like Naruto, who may cost four. I don't know what his cost is, by the way, so don't quote me on that. Uh, you now have three points. You keep playing cards until your counter goes into your opponent's area. So I could potentially play with seven points. I could play two three-cost creatures or units and then a nine-cost unit, right? And then my opponent would be left with eight or seven, whatever the math is there, um, uh, power uh, or resources in the Chrono Clash system uh, to basically play cards on their turn. So right out of the gate, you can dump your most powerful creature. But when you do that, you're giving your opponent the chance or the opportunity to play that many more creatures. Um really kind of a genius idea there to uh, powering up. And it kind of really fits the Naruto universe. If you think about it with these Shinobi battles, it is very back and forth. Um, and I think a lot of anime is. Uh, one of the things that really has me interested in this whole game is that they have a, um, a thing moving forward with other uh, IPs. Right, so it's not just going to be uh, Naruto. I don't know if it'll stay in the, in the wheelhouse of Bandai. Uh, but if Bandai is on board, you're going to see a lot a lot of cool anime crossovers. And with the ability to mix and match your decks, you could potentially have a, a Goku, Naruto, um, uh, what's the guy from One Piece? Luffy? Luffy? The stretchy guy? You could have them on your battle line facing off against all the baddies. So it's kind of like a almost a sh- uh, Shonen Jump um, card game. Uh, potentially again we'll see i think this is all kind of hinging on how well the naruto board game sells uh excuse me card game sells it is a um i think they have two core sets coming out in june there is a uh, a boruto set and then a naruto set um, and i think mix and match between those two um, i think you may have crossover different characters at different times of their life with different strengths and abilities uh, which i'm really excited for um, apparently if you buy both sets, you'll have, uh, a, an entire play copy of every card in the game. So you don't have to worry about buying multiple sets. Uh, and the two sets are completely interchangeable and unique. So you don't have to worry about, um, you know, getting a whole bunch of cards that you don't really want to use like 10 copies of, of, I don't know, Neji or somebody. Sorry, Neji fans. I'm not a fan. Uh, <laughs> you know, but it's cool. I mean, I really, I really am digging this idea of the Chrono Clash system. I'm really digging the idea of more Naruto content coming to tabletop. Uh, I'm a dork at the end of the day, and uh, I like it. So, yeah, super stoked for that. Very, very, very stoked. Check it out. Uh, it should be hitting FLGSs sometime in June. I think each of the core sets costs 35 bucks or 30 bucks, something like that. Um, 
Go to your FLGS pre-order now. The more successful this is, the more likely we're able to see One Piece, Dragon Ball, yada, yada, yada uh, sets in the future. Um, you know, I would really like to see some, you know, some more Marvel content or some DC content, something, some more comic book uh, flavors. How cool it would be to have Naruto and Batman fight. Uh, bad fight for Batman, by the way. Uh, I don't know. Batman may be able to figure out Naruto's weakness, find some... Build some gadget to drain all of his chi. Uh, you never know. He always has that trump card in his back pocket. So also... Alright, before we get into the... Again, before we get into Game of Thrones, Avengers Thoughts. Um, I am on week three of a pro wrestling uh, kind of purge. Uh, I haven't watched any wrestling. I've been following... Um, uh, a couple of the gimmicks. Uh, I've been following the Firefly Funhouse on WWE. I'm really, really kind of stoked on that. Uh, I've been following um, kind of the highlights of the show, just reading like uh, brief overviews, but I haven't watched any content in a while. Uh, honestly, the the 25 hours or whatever it was WrestleMania weekend and that net in the following week was just it just burnt me out. It was just so much. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to Money in the Bank here in a couple weeks. Um, I'm not quite sure what's going on storyline-wise. From what I hear, it's been a really lousy build-up. Um, but that may just be the kind of the, the, the general IWC toxic community, uh, which is so loud, it, it, it hurts. It really hurts. Um, that's one thing that affects me, and I'm wondering if you guys have the same problem. Have you, ever, have you ever really liked something a lot and then just been kind of turned off because the other people who are part of that community are just so negative about it that it just, you know... It's not quite worth it to dive into those waters. That, that's me in wrestling, I think, because I have such a hard time really finding people to talk and geek out over wrestling that aren't just completely toxic bastards. <laughs> Pardon the language. Uh, I mean, just scrolling through Twitter, it, it, it hurts, man. I, I could imagine being one of these these individuals who are you know, leaving it all out there in the ring or doing their best with whatever comedy act that they've got or doing, you know, whatever, you know, to make ends meet. The independent wrestlers right now who are out there, you know, killing themselves for, for, for peanuts. Um, the 200-plus talent that WWE has staffed right now. I can imagine being somebody like that and then looking at Twitter and then just getting completely destroyed uh, um, or people hating the product that they're, they're putting out. Now, granted, there's a lot of fault there and it's not perfect and i'm not saying that if you have a critical voice you shouldn't be allowed to voice it because by all means you should but if any time you contribute to a dialogue and and if that is the majority of that is negative i think you should find a different dialogue to contribute to not because not because you're affecting other people right because that sucks in itself but because you're you're affecting your soul, and you may not even realize it. And I'm not talking about a soul like in a religious aspect. I'm talking about like your inner your inner person, like your psyche. There, I strongly believe that the energy that we put out into the world is, is the energy that we are able to reap in in, in the future. Um, there is there's a lot of I mean documented cases of people being able to not only heal themselves by by positive thought, um, but help heal others through positive interactions. And if you're constantly putting out negative energy, um, man, it's going to end up really bad. And it's hard. I'm, I'm a negative person. 
it's hard for me, and I've made a choice actually. Uh, I made I made a very thoughtful choice. We've talked about it on the show before, uh, but my choice is to not bring up negative energy, just not do it. And it's hard. It's hard to resist the urge to say, "Gosh, Vince McMahon sucks." Why won't he let Hunter run this company? You know, oh, the WWE's trash, yada, yada. Uh, it's hard to resist that sometimes. And I'm not saying that you should every single time because there's definitely uh, plenty of people who could use to hear some criticism. Um, but again, if all you do is take an opportunity to put down and kind of harsh someone else's good time, you think you need to take a step back and really consider how you're spending your time. Uh, it can't be good for you in the long run. It really can't. I think that negative energy kind of builds up, and and it's just not good, man. It's not good. People don't want to be around you, and they may tolerate. Take it from somebody who has had that happen before, right? They may tolerate you, but they're not actually enjoying themselves. So don't be like me. Don't realize that you're making a mistake after it's too late. Uh, take the opportunity to, to do this now. Reflect. You know, are you treating people the best way you can? Are you letting other people enjoy themselves? Are you taking yourself too seriously? You know? Ask yourself those questions. Let's talk about it. You think I'm way off base? Please hit me up. Let's let's chat. I'd I'd love to talk to you about it. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to come combative at all. I, I wanna I wanna try to help if I can. And maybe it's not my place, right? Who who am I to try to tell you how to live your life or tell you how to do things, you know? You've been doing it for X years already. And I'm not saying what I know is true. I'm saying what I believe to know is true. Uh, and I've got faith in this system. And I think in the last year, I've done a lot for myself uh, and a lot to um, you know, better my, my general outlook on life. And it's really kind of turned things around. So, again, if there's, if there's anybody out there uh, who struggles with you know, persistent negativity, let me know. I'd be, I would love to talk with you more about it. Because I've been there, and it sucks. You know, it really sucks. And uh, you don't have to suffer through it alone. I'm happy to help. Maybe I can't, right? Maybe you don't want it. Um, but if you do, message me anytime. Feel free. Uh, it doesn't have to be public. You can send me a DM. I'm always willing to help, especially my fam, right? Especially the gamers out there, the wrestling fans out there, the movie fans out there. Any of the things that I'm passionate about, I want to have, you know, I want to share all this awesome energy that I've got. And it sucks to try to like bring that up and then just have it completely squashed by the first negative comment. I remember I remember uh here's a quick story. I remember um talking with a few people. Um won't say where or when, but when Adam Sandler's new special came out, 100% fresh. I watched it. it. Damn, it made me cry. I was I was so moved by the Farley thing. Uh, and I thought it was funny, man. It reminded me of, be, it reminded me of being a kid again and listening to Stan and Judy's kid or they're all going to laugh at you and just being blown away with how incredibly silly and awesome Sandler was as, as a comedian. Um, so 100% fresh comes out. I do what I do. I kind of uh, let somebody know, hey, I think this thing's awesome. And the first response I get was, yeah, no, Adam Sandler sucks. I'm not going to watch that. And it just, man, just completely derailed my, my, the positivity train, 
just completely, you know, it was like getting punched in the stomach. It's like, oh, well, here I am, you know, putting myself out there, trying to share something that I genuinely loved, you know, that, that gave me so many awesome feelings with you and just got destroyed. Um, it sucks. It sucks being that person. Uh, my younger brother and I were like that God, all throughout growing up, man. I think back on it. And he still kind of is, I think, largely. Uh, it's hard sometimes to, like, want to, you know, share something with him because it almost always is just, like, a kind of a shitty passive-aggressive response. Like, if he's not into it as well, like, it just sucks. And we were like that growing up, man. We just we were so anti-everything that it really affected both of us, I think, like, for the long term. Um no, me wrong. I love, I love my brother. I love. I mean, I would, I would do anything for him. Um, but it's, it, you know, it does, it does kind of affect that moving forward. It, it affects our ability to communicate with each other, because there's going to be a time when somebody just says, you know what, I just don't want to bring this up at all. I don't want to have to uh, feel bad for liking something. I remember my my good buddy Bevan once told me, uh, he's like, man, like. I, sometimes I don't want to tell you things because I'm 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 afraid that you're gonna just be a dick about it, and uh, it really hurt like it hurts hearing that, you know, uh, and I, I probably didn't react well. In fact, I know I probably didn't uh, to the to the news. But you know, I'm thinking about like all that time now, and um, you know, I'm thankful for those conversations. I wish I was a better friend back then. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about some cool stuff. Let's get off the uh, the emotion train for a second. Um, Game of Thrones. What do y'all think? I've I've seen I've seen this is awful. I've seen this is awesome. I've seen all those things. I want to know what you think about the current season. Um, I think it's funny that um, people give them such a hard time for like the coffee cup and silly stuff like that this is you know the biggest show on the planet right now it's hbo's flagship show it's going down um i think that the writing is probably not great right in terms of everything i don't think george rr R. martin's writing is that great either uh i think i've been on record before that his decisions were always kind of taking the most controversial path and moving forward I and mean, he's done a lot of I don't know. He's created an awesome world, uh, but it's bleak for the, almost for the sake of just being bleak and not really bringing more merit. Um, I thought it was really funny that we had like really eight seasons of building up to this White Walker battle, the battle for humanity, and it's over uh, with a poke of a dagger. Like if you're if you're a Dungeons and Dragons fan, like I am, and you see somebody like the Night King. Just, just stand in dragon's fire, right? And just kind of smirk it off and walk, slowly walk to go kill the three-eyed raven. You, you see something like that happen, you're like, oh, man, this guy is tough. Like, this guy is incredible. Uh, and for him to get poked and then just shatter into a million little ice cubes, it was laughable to me. Uh, I'm not saying that Arya shouldn't have been the one to kill him because that was awesome, right? That whole thing... Right uh, is is really cool. Uh, what I'm saying is that I wish it would have 
You know, she would have stabbed him. He would have dropped her. They would have had this crazy battle, and she would have kicked his ass. And that wouldn't just been a, like a one and done moment. It really solidify her as being incredible, which she is as a character, right? I mean, she's she's amazing. Um, I don't know. It was it was it was a lot to kind of take in, and I've had a couple weeks now to kind of think about it. Um, it seems like Daenerys is going in a really dark path, which sucks to see. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in to see how this thing's going to end. You know, we've got a couple episodes left and I'm really looking forward to seeing how it all wraps up. Hopefully it's great. Uh, hopefully there's, there's some loose ends that can be, that can be filled out later. Um, but yeah, I think they're planning on doing a, a spinoff series for Robert's Rebellion. Uh, I don't know where I heard that from, but that sounds right. I could be way off. <laughs> I probably am. Um, yeah. You know, what do you think? I know, I know, I know a lot of my friends are, are, are really high on it right now. I've got a group of my other friends that are really, you know, taking as many shots as they can at it. And part of that may just be the idea of being a contrarian, being back to that point uh, I was trying making earlier. Uh, if something's really popular, it's like myself, speaking for myself rather, uh, it's hard to resist the urge to be, be negative about it. Um, you want to be that voice that stands out. And the easy way to do that is to just disagree uh, with with the popular opinion, which is really crappy that we do that. <laughs> I don't know why. It's very frustrating. I don't know why we do it, but we do, right? I don't. I don't know. Everybody has somebody like that in their lives, and if you don't, you may be that person, and you may not realize it. Anyway, I'm digressing again. How cool was Avengers Endgame? Holy crap. What a way to end that story, man. It, it Just 11 years of, of uh, incredible movie moments that, that makes my inner nerd just so happy. Um, I finally know how Star Wars fans feel, right? Like, I finally know, like, how, how people can get attached to characters. Losing Tony Stark uh, hurt. And it hurt. It hurt in a way I never thought that I was I was going to um, ever feel. And, and, and ever. I mean, I never. I would laugh at people <laughs> uh, who got super emotional over the favorite characters dying. But eleven years with a character, and I'm not talking. Um, I, it's still kind of funny, you know, people who got upset because so and so dies in a show, and you've you've seen them for a, a movie or you know a couple books in a movie. Um. But we've had a long time and a long time on screen for Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, you know. Uh, it, man, it was something and the way he did it and, and the reason why he did it and knowing what was going to happen. He still made that decision to save everybody it was really cool. And it really was was awesome. And um, man, it's just there's so many good scenes in that movie. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not a time travel fan generally. Um, there are a few time travel movies that I think are really awesome. Um, but I mean, few and far between, I think, uh, it's just, it's kind of like a convoluted, uh, plot device that just doesn't work for me largely. Uh, but this was fun and it was almost kind of like a greatest hits album, right? We got to go back to some of our favorite scenes in the movies throughout the years and kind of experience them again in a light. And that was really cool. 
we got to see some amazing comedy work with <laughs> with Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Um, Pete, you know, still still reeling off of Pete's death in, in Infinity War, and Tony's first words to Captain America is that he you know he failed, and they're kind of collapsing into Cap. You know, he let the kid die. He lost the kid. I think that's what he said. I lost the kid. Man, it was so powerful. It was absolutely incredible. Knowing that that wound still hadn't been healed. And Tony's like, yeah, screw it. I'm done. You know, Cap's still fighting the good fight. Trying to do what he can to keep everything right after the snap. It was great. Um, yeah, it was It was so powerful. The embrace. My favorite scene, I think, in the whole movie was when Pete comes back. You know, post post Hulk snap, and um, Tony sees him, and it's just that moment, like, okay, we're back. It's a back game on, right? Oh, man, it was cool. It was very very cool. I loved it. I hope you guys did too. Um, I'm really excited about where where the the cinematic universe is going to go from here. Uh, I I have a feeling if you haven't seen the far from home trailer yet you know they talk about the multiverse um i have a feeling that we're not, we're gonna see robert downey jr as iron man again before it's all said and done um right if the multiverse theory is true and they found a way to tap into that then that means there's a lot of robert downey juniors out there that we could potentially see um I, I, something tells me mysterio is not being honest though because he's a bad guy you know he he murdered all the X-Men. <laughs> or rather, he made Wolverine murder all the X-Men and is is one of the you know, one of the most notorious villains in the Marvel universe. And it's gonna be really cool to see him finally on the big screen after God, we got Spider Man in what, two thousand and two, two thousand one, something like that. You know? Finally seeing Mysterio twenty years after, you know, that we started getting these movies. Or when was Blade? Ninety seven? Anyway. It's still cool. It's very cool. Um, don't trust the word he says. For those who may not know, he's not a good guy. Oh, maybe he is. Maybe this version of Beck is a good guy. And the bad Mysterio is coming with the multiverse. Who knows? I mean, I guess we won't find out until the movie comes. But I'm super looking forward to that. Gonna be a blast. A literal blast. Um, looking forward to what's coming in the future. Really looking forward uh, f- uh, forward to the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Uh, going to be incredible. Uh, I heard rumors that we're going to see Beta Ray Bill. I've heard rumors that we're going to see Norman Rad, the Silver Surfer. I've heard rumors that Adam Warlock is going to make his awesome debut or re-debut and uh, kick some ass on the screen as our big bad. Uh, that cosmic era... Uh, with Captain Marvel and Guardians, I think, out there in space. is going to be really good for us to kind of, you know, take a step back away from Earth for a bit um, and see what's going on in the greater greater galaxy uh, or the greater universe of of, of Marvel. Um, Yeah, that's, I mean, those are my thoughts right now. Uh, Sorry for not getting an episode out the past couple weeks. We've been really busy. Uh, with a lot of different things, I've had a lot of projects I've been working on, um, uh, both like housework, family work, um, different things. I've actually been working on a new game prototype that I'm currently designing right now, uh, which I hope to have something playable very soon. Um, but yeah, looking good. We've had a lot of progress on Outer Gods and Interlopers as well. 
head on over to the Mothership Games website and check that out. Um, I'll have a video on YouTube, um, I hope, by next week, uh, going over the new box design, new card design, uh, and some things, uh, some some general quality of life improvements we have made on the game since our failed Kickstarter. And uh, hopefully we will be uh, relaunching that very soon. Uh, but again, we're still kind of... Eh, crunching the numbers figuring out what our goals need to be and that kind of thing you know the 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 woes of of a indie publisher are very real uh for those thinking like me it was easy to do uh you you, you there's a lot more work than you think uh, with all that said thank you all so much for watching or rather listening to this episode uh, i hope you're not watching me right now because that's creepy as i don't think my webcam's on um again <laughs> thanks I appreciate each and every single one of you, all four of you that listen to this podcast. <laughs> Thanks so much. Uh, until next time, we love you, we appreciate you, and game on. <laughs>